Hi, and welcome along to the All Dale Aren't We podcast. Um, this is just going to be a weekly um, podcast that we run, just talking about the ins and outs of the football club. Um, the, the guests might change on a week-to-week basis, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll try and keep these for the, the, two, the two accompanying me right now as uh, the staple people that are always going to be on it. Um, I just want to introduce my guests. I've got uh, Travis, uh, someone who I've been... Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Someone I've been going to football with for a few years now. And Ben is someone I've, I've recently just spoke to. Uh, we share quite like-minded views on Rochdale. And yeah, um, there's not much more to say on that. I suppose really what I'd wanted to start with is just to get a bit of introduction from you both and just see like when did you first start supporting Rochdale and, and what are your early, earliest memories really. So I'll, I'll go with you first, Travis. Um, I started supporting, it was like, I think it was the centenary season. We went to Wembley. It was either that season or the season before. And my first game was we lost 4-2 to Hereford at home. And I got tickets from a primary school through Key Fix, who came in. And yeah, since then, I've been going ever since. I've had season tickets for most years since then. I've been going home and away most, most seasons, yeah. See, that's, that's quite poetic now, really, because obviously he's literally just retired. I think, was it was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the other day, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, but that's good, that. Legend. Um, I mean, you know, obviously you're somebody who lives closer to the Rochdale, well, the Rochdale, the Rochdale ground and the community than, yeah. than, than myself and, and Ben. So, Ben, do you want to give yourself a little bit of a insight into yourself? Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm more of a, a recent Rochdale fan, in all honesty. Um I'd say on and off for the last 10 years, I'd used to go with my brother because he's based in the Rochdale way on. But being from Bolton, I've always, I've I've not always been the massive Rochdale fan until I started going with my brother. And it's just somewhat different from all the glory hunting Premier League teams. So my first proper season was the actual, the Joey T season, the famous goals that sent all them down. And then ever since, uh, it's become a bit of an addiction. Uh, even despite all the recent performances, it's, yeah, been fan and the season ticket all yeah no it's um i mean i suppose really you've you've not really followed the, the the glory days as such i mean i can't profess to say that i've seen them all myself um i only start <laughs> i only really started supporting them uh, 10 was it the 10 11 season i mean I, I was quite a late bloomer to football it was never, never something that really interested me and then all of a sudden that you know you get the bug and that's it um and then obviously i think i've, I've seen relatively quite quite a lot of success in the time that i've followed them I mean, I, I was taken to a few games before that, but I, I wasn't super interested. Uh, and I just kind of, it was something that I was doing with my dad and it broke the day up a bit. Um, but as I say, since that point, I've kind of become a lot more uh, addicted to it and it's just become part of my life, really. Um, yeah, there's, there's not a lot more to say on that. So I suppose we'll we'll dive right in, really, and get into dissecting what's uh, what's been a, a tough, tough season so far. I, I, can, I think we can all honestly say. Uh, it has had some good points, but overall, probably not what we've all wanted. So, just going to dive right in and just say, speak about the recent current format. I don't because I don't want to go too far back because it's quite pointless. But just touching back to that Plymouth game, I just wanted to get you know both of your thoughts and opinions on it. If I'm, I'm assuming you've both watched it, yeah, yeah. Um, Travis, do you want to go first? Um. Well, that game was the first game that's of the season. That was the first time I thought we actually played like off team off the park. Like obviously the scoreline showed we battled them four 0 Obviously Plymouth might not have been up to the normal standard that day, but we absolutely rattled them full game. And then since then, 
that was just before Christmas, wasn't it? Like, started December. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think since then, we've won, like, two games. We had to win at Wigan, and then we won against Bristol Rovers a few weeks ago. It's like, that form, since since the start of December, we've won twice. It's genuinely, like, shocking, isn't it? Any other manager, if there's another team, another manager, they'd be serious questions and followed in sack weeks ago. But that's just my thoughts. Yeah, no, I can I can get a beyond with that. I, I can definitely say the form the form has been really inconsistent and it's it's not been something that's good enough really. It's not really good enough to pull you out of it. I mean, personally I think it's a, been a really poor league this year and the points total that we're on in any normal season you just wouldn't see. I I, I, I think COVID's had a lot of impact on that. But yeah, it's been really poor. Do you have any thoughts on it then? I mean obviously that's fair enough, you know, at the Plymouth game, but also also speaking about the Plymouth game, you know, from a couple of weeks ago as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like I said, touching back on what Travis said on the earlier Plymouth game in the season, um, it looked almost a turning point with uh, the scoreline considering recent results. But, yeah, after that, it was just a poor run of form. And like you said, the, the recent game at home against Plymouth looked like it was just going to start start how all the previous games had started and I remember having a really early chance where it just looked like they were going to run all over us but like you said it was after especially after the funny fixtures where we just seemed to score loads and um, also concede loads it kind of contradicted that but like you said we really it was just a bit of a hit and miss game it wasn't we didn't really show any chances and it felt like Plymouth had the game in control it was just no yes, it's, a, it's a very it's a very fair point not really I mean when I was watching it, we were just not creating anything. Like you said, I think you touched on it. Um, within two or three minutes, they, they nearly scored. And then it was kind of just a bit of just a show of dominance, really, from Plymouth and just controlling the game quite well. I mean, I suppose you've got to give us some credit. We did not we did limit them to chances for the rest of the game. But at the other end of the field, we just we just did absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing, really. Just nothing, nothing announced. I mean, you can maybe look back at that Marley chance right at the end. But, you know, there was just... There's just there seems to be our fluidity in our play is just so slow, and whenever we seem to pick the ball up and and go and drive forward with it, everyone's back before we even have a chance to do anything. So our play is I feel like the idea of what we tried to do is is good, but we don't have the personnel to man it, and this is this is what it reverts back to really with with the plan B option. We we don't know when to change it when. When when the game is there to get something from, we we just don't capitalise on it. Um, well, adding to that, has he changed it at all this season? Have we ever played a different way? Because even the wind we got, I guess, we're going to no, we still played that way. And that's the thing, and that's what I think as well. I think he's he's stuck to his guns, and, and that's what he knows. It's it's very similar to Keith really, because Keith was exactly the same. He, he wouldn't yeah, he wouldn't yeah. he wouldn't change things, and it was just play this one way of football, or you, you die you die by the sword type thing, don't you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Have you got anything to add on that, Ben? It, it was a funny one, that Plymouth game. I suppose after all the run of games before it, it was kind of a good point in all honesty based on where Plymouth were in the league. But then, like you said, the results going on after that, Burton and Northampton, it, was just, it just wasn't looking good. Yeah, so moving on to the Northampton game, well, what, what a non-contest that was. I mean, I can't. I can't play this down to this exact point because it, it, it affected Northampton as well, but the conditions were utterly horrendous. The wind was something else. I mean, you, I mean, I remember Sanchez taking taking the goal kicks and he was booting up to the halfway line and it was dropping back to nearly our centre-half's the ball. 
through the wind. I mean, we, we just never seemed to really got to get to grips with it. Couldn't really create anything going forward. I mean, apart from that one chance that Barr had um, late on in the second half. And he should have done better. And he should have scored, really. But he didn't. But I think I remember on two or three occasions, Northampton just ripping through us. And, you know, these are the games that we we needed points from. We we Not just a point. We needed three points. And we just we just didn't look like in the position that we could do anything with it. I don't know if you want to add on that, Ben. Yeah, like you said, it was a non-contest game. Two, it's two teams that I reckon will go down this season based on how it was played. It was kind of, it was just two teams that look, didn't look like scoring. It was just, it was just a poor overall performance overall by everyone. But like you said, the um, the win did play a massive part. So it was kind of just. A really dull ninety minutes of football. Yeah, probably one of the the, le- the less memorable I follow games I've I've paid for this yeah. season. Hundred percent. Travis, you've got anything you want to? I just think that that was one of the worst, probably the worst game of the season for me. Even worse than some of the games we got battered. Like, like you say, like you say, two teams that will definitely go down. I think I think they won the weekend to get off the bottom, but still, like going off that game alone, like it was. Terrible, terrible game to watch. Like non knee standard. Terrible, I can say. I think it's going to be simply down to the fact now at this point, it's whoever can put a run of form together. Um, <laughs> I don't really hope we've seen that with Burton, haven't we? To do it. That's what we're seeing. Well, Burton have got some Burton. You know, Burton showed some guts because you know they, they were they were they yes. were absolutely cemented to the bottom. I think there was. I think yeah, there was. There was, was a yeah, there was like a twelve. 12 point deficit plus, I think yeah. it was at some point. And, you know, they've, you know, they've sat the manager, they've brought someone else in, they've backed him, they've made a load of signings, and they look like a serious team. And that actually does move on to the, the next point of the current form and the Burton game. Absolutely, absolutely massive game. After the points against Plymouth and Northampton, you felt like, all right, okay, we've, we've not got three points out of either of the games, but we've got two points. Now, if we can go and step it up against Burton at home, we get those three points, and things are looking at you know they're looking a little bit more enthusiastic. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know where where do, where do we start with that game? Do you want to go first? So at half time, I genuinely thought it was we played all right. I thought we played quite well. I've, I've said it to a few people. About half, we did well. And we came out of the second half and we just didn't turn up, didn't show up. And then they got that goal from the throw-in, the long throw-in that we try for the last month or so. It hasn't worked once. And then the first time it happens against us, they score from it. So that was just like just really bad goal to concede, weren't it? And then Ollie, moment of madness, headbutting the Burton player, just out of nothing. I don't see how anyone's trying to defend that. I've seen a few people trying to say it weren't it weren't a red, it shouldn't have been provoked. But that was a stupid decision from him. Puts it even further on the back foot and then ten minutes later they're going to make it two 0 And I think that was the I think the Burton game was a big turning point for a lot of fans and well, uh, standard. Yeah, media. I think it's a, a massive, massive turning point in our season. I think we were just kind of, you know, pittering along a bit. And, you know, nothing, we weren't really expecting a lot. But we always felt like maybe, you know, they'll, they'll get a win here and they'll get a win there. Other than that chance in the first minutes, oh, first yeah. few minutes, we had like two shots. Other than that, we didn't do, we didn't get their box. We yeah, didn't get close, no, it's been, like... it, 
No, nowhere yeah, near. Really nothing. I mean, fair play to um, Burton. That second goal was <laughs> it was a was a really really nice strike. To be fair, but yeah. yeah. Uh, ben, have you got anything you want to add on it? Um, yeah, sorry, some uh, few technical issues there, but um, um, yeah, um, like you said, it was a massive game that, and touching on that earlier chance, you thought it might have been a different night, and it just wouldn't go in. It was seen to bounce around the box in slow motion, and we just couldn't score from it. And then, then on it, just it just died out. Like you said, zero shots on target, and then Burton, who have obviously changed it up, and it's working massive, doing bits for them now. Huh? Like top at least top of the league of seven now, getting there. Um, but yeah, they just seem to kill the game off them two quick goals, and then I think the Rathbone um, red card just kind of summed it up. I feel like the players are starting to lose their head now and getting a bit annoyed. So, like I said, it didn't help with the Shaughnessy one at Hull. Arguably not a red card, but it's like you say, the players seem to be losing a bit of like team spirit and kind of losing their heads now and getting annoyed. At well, them. yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I do believe a lot of them still believe in him because of all the stuff that I'm hearing on social media and that all they ever do is to sing, to sing the praise of him. So, he must be doing some things some he got he's got he's got to be given some credit so he clearly got some form of good team spirit but as I say I think it like you say I think it is starting to to wear thin a bit now um, I just, I just, midfielders are dropping like flies at the minute it's uh, it's uh, it's not a pretty predicament at the moment so I suppose that does move us on to the final game of the instalment of where we're up to at the minute and that is the whole game so after the back of Burton which was obviously a very poor performance and. I think for a lot, like I say, that was the point where they'd, they'd had enough and seen enough of, of, of what was going on. Uh, we set up for the whole game, um, kind of very depl- uh, very depleted, um, but get, went with what we could. I think Kia Hain come back in from injury. Um, I mean, I had the pleasure of watching the game. I'm not sure if... Uh, I think, Travis, you did. I'm not sure if you did, Ben. Um, I think you might have seen the highlights. Um, but yeah, uh, you know what? I think we set up. I think we set up well and creatively enough in in that first in that first half. Um, and you know, and we had chances. Um, but we played some all right football. But really, um, no, there just wasn't enough. There wasn't enough to it to really threaten Hull. I don't know uh, what you think, Travis. Um, so obviously, going into this game, I don't think anyone expected anything other than a loss. I think that's agreed by the whole fan base. Like no one, everyone thought we'd lose, but we thought we'd lose by more. But you said we had a chance in the first half. I thought we did better in the in first half than we did in the games in the last few games. But I wouldn't say I said we were half chances at best. Like we never really had, we had zero shots on target again. Yeah, so we aren't testing the keeper. The defences had, their defence had a field there. We had nowhere near them. And one thing I will say is, one thing BBM had going for him for over the course of the last few seasons is that people have said this team had run through a bit more for him. But judging off last night, obviously people were expecting us to lose anyway, but the team, it just looked like pedestrian. Like, we, we just... I remember seeing a few times where Humphreys looked so frustrated up top on his own. Um, mm. mid- the midfield, obviously, Sean's got another red card. That's two in two games now, whether it was the red or not, for debate. But just like some of the players, like the attitude that seems to have on the pitch, like 
they don't seem like chasing the balls anymore. I think Newby yesterday, I don't want to single people out, but he didn't seem like... I remember early in the season, he'd chase after anything, but there's a few players where over the last couple of games, last few weeks, they've just seemed to like lose interest with them. We're not really sticking to the process anymore. I mean, just to, just, sorry, just to interrupt him, but in there before I pass you over to Ben, I mean, but the positives that I do take from the game yesterday, I think we set up well and I liked the shape of what we were going for. It seemed like O'Connell was almost playing as like a, a defensive midfielder. And Osho, I think Osho Osho works really well at centre half. I think he's he's not suited to play right back at all. Even though he apparently is that where he's played before in his past, I, I can't understand how. But but there you go. I mean, like I say, there were some positives to it. But and and you touched on Newby then. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Newby's shoulders. And coming from the non-league, I feel like to show a consistent form of to show to show consistent form, I think it's going to be a very tough ask. And playing someone like Hull, I think. You know, you've, you've, I think you've got to be a, a cut above the rest, really, to do anything. That is a fair point. It is a fair point. But I remember it was against Sunderland earlier in the season, obviously, much similar size as Hull. And I think he got two assists that game. He was outstanding. Then we've seen him, we've seen him in times this season. Where he's, hmm. he's played really well. I do like Newby. I know some people that's got on his back. I've seen a few people, but I do rate him. Whether we go down or not, I think we should keep it uh, 100% because I do. I, I don't I do see like him, him being a player that would, would go anyway. I think if we do, if if they have the well, if that does happen and we do get relegated, I think he'll be one of the ones that would would stick through with us anyway. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't see him moving on. To be fair, uh, Ben, do you want to talk about the tall game a bit? Um, yeah. So, like you touched on after the Burton game, it was kind of like a final straw for a lot of fans, which was including me. So I decided not to watch it. Um, but yeah, looking at the lineup, it looked like we set up very defensively, which is probably arguably the right decision, especially against Hull because it was always going to be a difficult game. Um, going into half time at one nil down, it looked like we were still in the game. But from all accounts, it looks like, especially with the zero shots again, it looked like we just didn't challenge it and Hull were just having a field day. No, it's it's a it's a fair it's a fair assessment that really. I think these past few weeks now since since the the, the massive injuries and, and suspensions, Humphreys has become very, very isolated up front. And I don't know what it is, and the transition of our play, the ball goes up to him and there's nobody around him to support him. He's also he's almost having to do everything on his own. So I do feel for him in that regard because he's trying his hardest and I, I can see it. And I'm not criticising the players saying they're not trying. I just think there's something not quite clicking there. You like you highlight the first goal last night. Malik Wilkes, obviously, he's a fantastic footballer. He's an, abso- he's an absolute baller at this level. And he, he does remind me something of what of uh, Mendes, Mendes Lang for us. You know, an absolute, absolute monster of a, a winger. Uh, but, you know, seven men not closing him down. The ball come and it kind of just it, it, it does it just it absolutely sums up our season. Seven men not closing him down takes the shot. It's not the most powerful of shots, and Bazuni just kind of spills it through his fingers. And you're thinking at first you're thinking, well, that's a that's a really really good goal, but you kind of look back and analyse it, and you know could there been a little bit more done here and a little bit more there. <sighs> That's what I'm getting at, though. I feel like if that was a few months ago, I think players would have been quick to close Wilkes down. And no matter how good he is, players would they'd run through a bit more for him. Like that was something Brian had going for him. But like I said last night, you could just tell, you could just tell the way we were playing, the way we set up. They just didn't look 
interested in what the players... No, yeah, that's a, that's a fair assessment. And really, well, well, it does actually lead on quite well to the next point of the topic of the podcast. And that's just to go and have a bit of a, a, bit of a talk about the squad, really, and, and where we're at, obviously. We lost camps in the summer. Um, not that I'd say he'd been an absolutely massive asset the past few seasons for us. I'd played a bit, he'd played a bit deeper and not to the same effect of his early breakthrough seasons at Rochdale. And obviously we lost uh, the legend that is Ian Henderson. Um, big, big boots to fill. Uh, so obviously we brought in Humphreys. Um, and we've made a few signings here and there. Beasley, uh, Bowler. Obviously, but Bowler's gone back. Um, yeah, Newby. God, you'll have, yeah. you'll have to quiz me on this. I, I can't remember half the people we've, half the people we've signed. Um, Bazuna. Um, Bazunu in there. Another one, I feel like Bazunu's got really big boots to fill. You know, Sanchez. Sanchez yeah. Sanchez is an absolutely exceptional keeper. And you can, you yeah. can quite clearly see that right now. He's playing week in, week out for Brighton. Um, there's not really much more to say on Bazunu. Um, not Bazunu, on Sanchez. He's clearly, you can clearly quite see his, his quality. Um a Premier League goalkeeper playing yeah. on the league one. I think it's yeah, crazy. Crazy, honestly. Who else did we bring in over the summer? I honestly can't think of. McLaughlin. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did we have? I think that's it, isn't it? I think that's um, all of them. Oh, we mentioned, I mentioned Beasley. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's anybody else that think came that, in. I'm, Hayden Roberts. I've liked I've liked Hayden yeah. Roberts to a degree. I think he started really. Uh, it was good. I think at the start he, he blew right into the team. Like he was quality, but then I, I think over time it just digressed. Well, a I bit. think it's like, kind of co- he's lost well, sort of confidence. Exactly, it's coincided with our form really. I think once things have started going yeah. going bad for us, I, I think you know his head's dropped quite a lot. He's only a young kid, and I'm not going to throw the blame at him. You know, he's he's still learning his trade and, you know, <laughs> I think we have to come to grips with the fact that, you know, if you're going to be coming on, a lo- coming on loan at a club like Rochdale, there's going to be some deficiencies to your play that that's why you're here and that's why you're here to develop yourself or, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, who did we bring in? We brought in uh, a couple of signings in January in the Jack Vale. Obviously, I've, I've seen absolutely nothing of him. Um yeah. Uh, Con- is it Con- Conor Grant he played last Shaughnessy Shaughnessy's done okay I think I've not seen a lot of Grant to be fair to really to really judge on him I thought Grant was good last night yeah I, it was I feel like if you pitch. give him a run of form or give, or give him a run of games you might see some form out, form out of yeah. him but I feel like he's being deployed in positions that aren't really what he's there for yeah um, Shaughnessy's looked okay in the whole um Few mistakes, obviously, and obviously the sending off, which I'm, which was, I'd say it's dubious. Um, ben, do you want to add any comments on the transfers and the squad and where we're at? Uh, yeah, so just moving back to Wilkes from Hull of our people. Back to Wilkes. Um, he's obviously he's obviously the star man of Hull, and I'm just going to take it back to Bar. So Bar obviously against Charlton, some of the goals in the score were world class, and obviously he's had a lot of traction over with the links to City and things like that. And I feel like his performances back then were class. But now now that he's been like people sussed him out, he seems he seems to have a lot of lot of games now where he's got two men marking him. And I feel like he's he's kind of been stubbed out of the game like completely. He seems to be like ghosting because the teams have kind of sussed him out. They're like, right, this bar he's a wonder kid and we need to like watch him. And something with Wilkes, like we said, we just didn't do that. And I feel like with Bar now, teams have sussed it out. If they do the homework, they know that 
he's our wonder kid. We're going to try and get the ball to him and he's going to create the opportunities. And I feel like teams have like sorted that now and have started to like almost man-mark him and get two, at least two players on onto him at once. No, yeah, it's, it's a valid point. You know, when he burst on, he was he was incredible and he was this unknown, this unknown kid that nobody had any clue about. Um, I mean, really, even yeah. in, in the first season when he, he had had a few games here and there, I, I didn't think a lot of him, really. Maybe that's harsh, but he was only a young kid. Uh, but this season, he has he's just blown up, and you know the bits that the, the bits that we have seen of him have been incredible. But like you say, now he's just getting marked out the game. You know, yeah. we need someone in the team that can pull away those those the players or the midfielders or the defenders away from him, so he gets a bit more time on the ball, and and he can you know he can go and operate and do things. But you know, it's it's a tough season, and and have we have we got the put? Saying that though, he, he's only seventeen still. I he's think, eighteen now. Yeah, he's still very, very young. He's it will it will learn. I think he'll go far in his career, hundred percent. He'll learn to cope with it and oh, get yeah. through it. Me, I think, no. personally, go on, go on, I think all the speculation in January with Man City and obviously by a Munich, Juventus, all these big big names. Any if it's heard it, anyone said it makes someone anyone's form go down. Such that young, like I think. It'd be hard. I'm not seeing anyone do it, but I think people trying to like criticise him. It wouldn't I'm, really worry it because I think no, it'd be hard. I mean, I did, very I did read something today that I thought was, and this is just a little side topic. People that are like atting the players in like Twitter tweets and stuff and telling them, "Oh, you yeah, shit" and all on. that. that that's that's not, not on, and it's actually made hum- it's actually made hum- no. off Twitter altogether. I believe. I, I don't think yeah. he wants to deal with it. I yeah. mean, I saw one today directly atting Quadro, saying like he's done like fuck all recently or something like that. Um, yeah. That's not fair, is it? Like you say, he's a young, he's, he's a young, he's a young yeah. kid, and you know he's going to go far in the game. He will. He, he, I think he'll, he'll make it to the very top. Um, and I think whatever's happened with this city deal, obviously we don't know the ins and outs. Um, but I think that's probably going to be his. It's probably going to be his destination after all this, anyway. Um, but yeah, um, that's Quadro. I mean. One one person I'll say that uh, out of our squad that I think we're we're really really missing because obviously we've been so badly dumped to with injuries. I, I can't deny we can't deny it. Top goal scorer in Lund, yeah. you know, yeah. What what a what a what a what a run of form he's put together this season. You know, from midfield top goal scorer. I believe it's twelve goals this season. You know, he's someone that we've relied on massively. And how 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 big how, how big of a loss do you think that to you two think that's going to be over the next? Well, I think is it is he out for another three four weeks yet? I think it's a huge loss. It is a massive loss. But I think in the last few weeks before we were injured, he wasn't being deployed properly. So obviously Brian moved him up front because it was going so many goals in midfield. He moved them up front, and I don't actually think he scored any goals for us who were playing there. I think the majority of his goals have come from midfield. So when we was conceding three, four goals every game, not too long ago, it was when Lund was playing further forward, and we missed what he brings to midfield. So I think, honestly, I think he's a bigger miss to midfield than he is to scoring goals because he's he's one of our best players, probably our player of the season by far. Like we've always, even in his last spell, he was. Unbelievable for us in League Two and League One. Then he moved, he went off, and he's come back, and he's just repeated the same again. And I believe he's out of contract in the summer, so if we well, need to get that tied up, if we want to keep hold of him, because he could, he could definitely want to stand. See, I, I feel like higher. Lund is at that point in his career now 
I mean, I'm not going to make. We're only making assumptions here, I suppose. But I feel like even if we were to go down, I feel like he's he's quite settled. I'd like to hope he'd stay, but maybe he has aspirations to better himself again. And I, I could understand that if he did lead. Just on on one pressing uh, subject about Lund, um, since we've deployed him further up the pitch, he's actually not really scored any goals. He's actually been getting all of his goals from when he's been playing in the mid that midfield role. So since Brian's pushed him up front. We've not seen we've not seen anything anywhere near as not, uh, out, out of him since. Uh, so, well, he's injured now, so I suppose it's not really a dilemma anymore. Uh, we'll just have to wait till he gets back. Uh, ben, have you got anything to add on that? Um, yeah, like I said, I think the midfield has kind of been our downfall this year, especially with the amount of injuries we've got. Um, I feel with Lund being out, I feel Humphreys is kind of out of the game he kind of, he's kind of overworking himself you know so you, you always see him drifting back kind of dying, doing like the fullbacks jobs because he wants to get in touch with the ball and because Lund's not there and feeding the ball through he kind of feels oh um, like, might, yeah might have had a more. bit of a technical oh I think, I, think, I think we just had a bit of a technical issue technical issue there just uh, just go and repeat <laughs> that point again so sorry um, with um, oh, I've lost my plot now not being in the field, I feel that oh oh he's not getting that flight feed. Yeah, no, no, I can, I can, I can see that. Like you say, like I've said before, he's working off scraps. I think a massive. Another massive impact on well, the squad is obviously yeah. we've missed Jimmy Ryan. I think Jimmy Ryan's been been like he's been in, he's been in absolutely yeah, integral to us. And since we've lost him out of that Wigan game through an absolute rash challenge from from whoever it was, he's another absolutely huge miss of a player. I think he really dictates he really dictates that midfield. But I mean, this, I'm going to hold back on the next point about that because that kind of ties into the to the next uh, the next part of the podcast. But what I will say is, and the one final thing I will say on the squad is, um we need Jake Beasley back. I can't I can't I can't believe I'm saying it. I know in the sense of goals he's not super influential, but you know, holding the ball up and getting others into play, he's absolutely massive for it. I don't think anyone realised how big of a miss he would be, like how important it was to he was injured because he was he wouldn't score. He's not scored too many this season. But like you say, his hold-up play—he he brings more plays into the game when he's on the pitch. So I think he's been—he's been a good signing. Uh, I, I think like he'll him. be here for the foreseeable. He's on a long contract as well. So even if we do go down, um, I think we'll be seeing him next season, no matter what. Ben, have you got um, anything to say on like Beasley? He, he does the dirty work. Um, Touching on what Travis says, he's not scored that many goals this season, but he does the stuff that he needs to do. He is like kind of like the main man up top. He controls the ball or flicks it over to Humphreys and we've been massively missing that with him, with him being out and injured. Some might say he's the, uh, he's the B-Tech <laughs> yeah. Calvin Andrew. <laughs> the main man. <laughs> Calvin. Poor Calvin. <laughs> Poor Calvin. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, I suppose we could spend. I suppose we could spend hours talking about the squad, really. But you know, <laughs> we've got other points to get onto as well. One thing I can just yeah, add to on. about the squad is I don't want to single him out, but Aaron Morley, I think he should be dropped for at least the next few games. I don't see how he's still getting in this squad. No, 
I, I think he's a good player. I think we've seen over the last couple of seasons that he is a good player, but for how he's been for the majority of his season, it's been terrible. And I'm not trying to get on to him, but he's he's got to get dropped, surely. He's got to oh, go at know, some point. I know the midfield is light at the minute, but he's been, he's been shocking this no, season. That, that's you know, fair, you know. Um, every player's open to criticism, obviously, just when it gets personal, it's that's that's not fair. Um but like I can, I can, I can definitely see your point in that. You know, he, he seems to play. We we seem to have this insistency every game, and this is one thing that really winds me up is that we we kick off and we pass the ball to him, and he boots it to the wing. Yeah, but yeah, and it always. Uh, always I don't, goes, I don't yeah. understand it. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think he's got a lovely delivery on him, and I think he can really. He has really got an eye for a pass sometimes. But I, it's just, it's just not working in the dynamism of the team at the minute. Uh, and I think he does, yeah, like you say, I think he does need a bit of time out of the team. I mean, at the moment, probably it's not going to happen because we've got injuries piled up. But, yeah. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you reckon, um, Ben, actually? I, just feel, move on. I feel that he's playing too deep in regards to the squad. So, for example, Callum Camps, he used to, we used to play him really deep, and he's gone on to Fleetwood, and he played in a more forward central role, and he seems to be scoring with them. So I feel like it might be a possibility to move Morley further up the field and just try it out and see because he has the potential to score like I remember Rotherham away last year he scored an absolute peach of a goal so I feel like maybe pushing him forward might be an idea to see if we can get that see if we can get him on the goal get him on the score sheet No definitely man I think I think that's been one thing that's really been quite negative of our play the past few years like you say Camps was quite a progressive forward player for us and then all of a sudden dropped into the, the back line and then we didn't you know he did the dirty work and he had a few good games here and there but Nothing like he would never really catch the headlines as such, and then obviously he's left us, gone on to Fleetwood, and had a really good score uh, vein of scoring form at the start of the season. Obviously Fleetwood dropped off for a bit, but um, they've started to pick up a run of form. Yeah, I think he, he scored last night as well, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, yeah, and I think it's the same with Morley. Uh, he's he's made to do the dog's work, and I don't really know what you'd call Morley. I, I don't know what type of midfielder he is, or what type of player he is, but. You know there is a there is quality in him. I'm not going to deny it. There is there is quality behind his play. It's just what we have to do to, like you say, to get the best out of him. And maybe it is pushing him more forward up, more further up the pitch. But that one will have to be uh, as time progresses. I think it's needs must at the moment, and he'll he'll have to just play yeah. wherever <laughs> wherever he's put at the minute uh, with a uh, with the manager roulette that we've got going on. Um, but yeah, that actually does coincide with the next topic, which which is actually talking a bit about the. A bit about the manager. Um, what, what's to be said on that then, really? <laughs> well, I think we, I, I think we've got two start? very, yeah, <laughs> I think we've got two very like-minded people here that share that share quite similar opinions. <laughs> I think going forward, I'm going to try and get someone on who's maybe got a bit more of a different view to what we have. But uh, <laughs> you two have the floor. All right, so. Brian Barry Murphy, when he first came in like um, two seasons ago, kept us up, thought great, got made permanent manager, thought it was a good appointment. And then that last season started off really well. I remember that yeah. Champions game and we won 3-2, but we were 3-0 up. And I've never seen anything like it. I, I don't think I've seen anything like that watching us in 10, 15 years. Like he, We played un, unreal that day. And then even the few games after, then we played against Sunderland, we did all right. We played against Southend, played them off the park. And then that last season, we, did, we didn't we did do too badly. And the games I went to, I didn't go to too many. But 
until COVID stopped, brought us into a hole, I thought we did all right. And then this season, we've we started off all right, as you say, but going since the turn of the year, it's just been awful to watch most of the games. And I switched my my turning point was the MK Lons game. That was the last draw for me personally. And like since then, I don't think we've scored a goal since then. We've won one in fifteen, which is awful, awful record. But any other team, any other manager would have been sacked weeks ago. Like I said earlier on. Like, that is a shocking record. I think it's three wins in 27 now. Um, I do like him. I don't see this narrative from a few fans that if you want him out, it means you hate him or you're a BPM hater. That isn't true. Like, I do, obviously, everyone can see he's a really nice guy. He's a really lovely guy. But he's not He's he's not good enough for us anymore. He's not good now. He's, I, don't, I can't see it improving. <sighs> I don't know if they'll sack him. I don't think they've really, if they will actually go through with it. But I'll hold, I'll hold you on that one because that'll probably move into some of the, the further topics that we're going on to. But um, yeah, um, Ben, what do yeah, you, so what like, do you reckon? Like Travis said, um, that Tranmere game a few seasons ago, it was like, um, it was the start of the season. You thought you were watching Barcelona rather than Rochdale. Um, it was just magical football and. I feel like the passing football that he developed with that team was perfect. But since COVID and all the wage restrictions and everything, and like you said, we've lost all these big players, Henderson, Reese, Sanchez. I just feel like our current set of t- like our current team can't play that style of football that we used to play. And BBM seems to have this blatant disregard that it's that's how we're playing full stop. And I feel like we've got the few players that are good enough but like like you said all these ones that are coming up from non-league and stuff just, it's just this one touch passing around the back football it's costing us these these massive goals and it's that one two goals which is like we, we just can't make a step back from but it's touching on again is we seem to get we seem to get these awful results and then BBM comes on for his uh, post-match interview and just seems to be able to pull a negative, uh, a positive out of everything. And I don't know what it is, whether he's trying to defend the team or anything, but despite all our recent results, he always seems to pull a positive. Like, for example, the Northampton game, he thought he played brilliant and it was the most dour game of football we've ever watched. And it's just, it's almost his blatant disregard to accept that we weren't that good I don't. I just. We don't understand why he's how he's. It's like almost defending the squad, but why? Because he, he doesn't have to individually blame a squad member. He can even take some of the blame himself. He just seems to be defending the squad for no apparent reason. See, he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as someone who would go yeah. in and give someone a hairdryer treatment, and, and you know, really lay into the players if they weren't performing. And I feel like that. I feel. Listen, this is only an assumption. I obviously haven't got a clue. Um, I feel like it's all very pally pally. Yeah. Oh, I'm your mate. Don't worry about it. You know, we'll get, we'll, we'll sort this out type thing. And I, I do think, and this is my point on Brian. I, I don't like you say. I think he's a really nice guy. I think he's actually, I, I think he's actually a really top coach, and he's got an eye for a player. But I don't think he's a manager. I think we've, I think we've over, I think we've overhyped too many individual performances. Now, this is me on my own point, and this maybe you two won't, won't agree with this. I personally feel like last season, in, until COVID happened, 
I know we finished. I know we finished on a win, but I don't think it really mattered. I think if the season would have continued, we would have got relegated. I don't think we we would have stayed up. Tranmere yeah, was on a was on, was on a turn to, of form. I think and it I was think... in our Tranmere game we were getting absolutely dominated in the last few minutes, and I feel like would have played an extra two minutes and they would have scored. We would have actually gone down. So I think it was two minutes of football that kept us up last season. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, I feel like I just feel like so many individual performances have been hyped up so much. Like we talk about the um, the South End game last season, we got so much press around yeah. that game, but we were playing an absolutely a diabolical team. A, prob- a team that's probably yeah. actually well, well, definitely, yeah. definitely worse than us, definitely. You know, we you know we've seen glimpses and moments of brilliance, and I feel like there's there's been this massive um, uh, not a pre- I'm gonna I can't think of the word I'm gonna use appreciation appreciation for what he did in the cup games because we because we drew United in the third round. Well, that's brilliant and amazing, and we, yes, we played brilliantly, but we got to the third round, we didn't go and win the thing. Um, you know, it, on the day it was a brilliant performance, and the Newcastle game on the day it was a brilliant performance. That's not important, really, in the grand scheme of things. Our league form is the most important thing, and I'm not going to take it away from him and say we didn't play well in those games. We did, but it almost feels like we should be praising him to get in, just because we got to the third round and got a lucky draw. Well, as to that though, is I didn't go to as many games last season as I mentioned, but I feel like last season we got more of them scrapey. 1-0, 2-1 wins more than I have done this season. Like, I feel like he changed, for certain games he changed his style more than what he has done this season. Like, he would change for certain games and like, I think we'd be Rotherham away 1-0, went to Accrington, beat them. So there was a few games that we did change. I think, I disagree, I think we would have just about survived last season. I just don't understand this season why See? he's not going back to that. Because I think if he did change it a little bit, just like he did in the in his first Three months and he'll go off that. I mean, in them games last season, I think we would have a fighting chance. But he's it's his his stubbornness not to change what he's doing. He's just sticking with the same tactics, same formation every game, and See, it's not I, working. I I personally, I personally don't think he changed things last season when we got the scrapey wins. I feel like we have stayed to the same formula, and we've got away with it here and there. Or we've played a team that's been their off day. I mean, that's just my personal my, my personal opinion on it. And I think he's just gone into the same formula this season. It, it reminds me of the man that was in charge before him. He was very much set on his on his ways at the end. One thing on Brian is I can't even read his pre-match and post-match interviews anymore because it's getting just as bad as Hill was in his last well, days. The, like, this is it. The, old, the only thing it's missing from Brian, uh, from Brian now yeah. is insult the fans. If he insults the fans, then he, he's literally he's, he's literally done everything on the t- on the, the to do list. Um, ben, have yeah, you got anything so else you want to add like, on that? The set of fans that support, I know it's more of a minority now based off the results, but the set of fans that did support him kind of felt that us as a fan base kind of wanted Barry Murphy to fail. But in that regard, nobody wants, no true supporter wants the manager to fail. We just want a change based on the results that are happening. Like like you said, he's a top bloke, but he's just yeah. he's just not the man for the job anymore. No, he, yeah, I feel like it's slipping away from him slowly but surely. Um, I think it's inevitable, inevitable that he gets out, to be honest with you. I think it's going to happen at some point. Sam, 
it should have happened by now. One winning fifteen would have gotten them on site. But I think it is inevitable. Like obviously, we all want it not to be true. Like, we all want him to go on a ten game winning streak or something, and we end up finishing comfortably up for the drop. But can anyone see that happening? Like it's, it's not. See, no, no yeah, chance. you've got a very valid point there. To be fair. But the point I'm going to finish off with on the manager situation is that I do not believe, even if we sacked Brian, it would matter because we have this formula that's built in from the academy upwards that we have to play this progressive passing football, possession-based. And I feel like whoever we, if, we, if we sacked him, we'd probably try and recruit internally. And if not, we'd have to bring someone in that would literally fit the credentials of what we want. And if if they don't fit the credentials, then I I just I don't see I don't see us bringing someone in that's going to completely change the way we play football. I feel like there's an insistence on on this on this style of football from the boardroom. But, uh, that's just an opinion. But that's that's how I see it. Uh, so moving on to the next point, I'm actually talking about um, maybe on a bit of a more positive note. Um, well, maybe not actually. Um, fan attendance is next season. It's it's obviously great that we've all heard the news that you know all being well, that fans will be accepted back into the accepted back into the ground next year. Um, so we can we can start getting our daily football, well, not daily, weekly football fix again. Um, and I follow has been okay, but it's nothing to write home about. So yeah, I just wonder what you think, you know, um, on the sense of that. You, is it, are we, are we going to see a, like a, a quite a reduced attendances at Dale, not just purely down to the pandemic and what's obviously going on. I feel like from what I've read and what I've seen, a lot of people, a lot of people are going to stay away from, from what I've seen. They're not, they're not, they're not wanting to come back really. Uh, Travis, do you want to? Um, I think you've pretty much nailed it on. Like, obviously, with COVID, people, especially like vulnerable people, will still not want to go out, even with the vaccines and all that. People still won't want to go, I don't think. But adding to that, if the current home form stays as it is, one win all season, if that carries on into next season, there's absolutely no way that we'll get as many people fans. I don't want to make an estimate on how many fans are what attendance would look like because I don't know if we have away fans or if there's going to be restrictions in place or whatever. But I'd like to think that if it carries on the way it is and there's people obviously that are too scared to come out still, it could be probably just pushing over a thousand. Yeah, 1500. I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a mix great. of those two things. People are going to be, you know, worried still with what's with everything that's going on, and I think there's going to be a real. Well, it, and it might depend on who's who's actually in charge. Um, they might want to be staying away, if, if, you know, if we carry on with the same management team and the same style of football. I think a lot of people have, have had enough of it, really. I mean, I can set the scene for you now. A Tuesday night at home to Stevenage. You can't you, you can't see uh, many people moving away from the settees and the couches to come and to, no, to come and watch uh, us not. play Stevenage. And play some dire football and probably lose two 0 Well, if people aren't paying ten pounds to watch it on their phones to be against Hull, then they're not going to go travel to Scotland. To watch exactly. Like Stephen, um, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? There's always going to be, well, a set of fan base, probably including us three, that will go regardless of what happens, just because it's footballs in our veins and it's just, it's just enjoyment through that. But like you said, it's. League through football, playing like that, it's just it's just not attractive at all. And like you said, 
Stevenage on cold Tuesday night in a February, you just you're not going to get a large set of fans going, especially if there's no change to management, no change to style of play. Um, you're just not going to get that attendance. But that being said, I feel like the fan attendance this year, not being able to attend the matches, has had a massive, massive impact on both the football on the pitch and the club as itself. Like the fans haven't been able to get behind the boys at home and also show like their emotions after kickoff based on results. I feel like that kind of encouragement from the boys in like the last 10 minutes or something, say against the Oxford game where we ended up losing, that that push where the fans were there, that could have been a different result. But like you said, with, with results where the performance has been very poor, you'd, you'd always get the odd few that would boo um, the players off the pitch at the end of the day. And I feel like the board, the board could see it then and realise that f- fans were enjoying it, and that you could actually see the attendance going down when your performance was really poor. Like backing onto last season when we we had an awful run of games, and it was actually the away game at Rotherham. I think we only took about hundred fans to that, and it it just shows kind of with the poor performances the fans do and don't go. And like you said, with the um, Moving on to next year, if it's just the same old, same old in a lower league, you're just not going to get the same fan attendance that we used to. It's it's a simple thing with with Rochelle, I believe. You know, you're in you're in a massive, massive borough of Manchester. You've got to compete with the likes of Oldham, City, United. You know, and you've got other little other smaller teams around Stockport. Um, but what I will say is, well, AFC, AFC we can't forget them. Can't forget the good lads down the road. Um, but yeah, uh, with with Rochdale, you know, I've 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 been there on the days when you know we've been on a run of really good, really great form, and you know you you, you punched up to nearly four thousand home fans uh, some weeks. But then I've seen yeah. it in the doom and gloom when we were playing under John Coleman and Steve Air, uh, and the, the attendances were they were they were low, really low. Um, but what I, the final point I will say on fan attendances next season, um, if Brian is in charge from. Uh, minute well from the first game of the season and things start going wrong the fans are gonna just there's, there's no respite for him there'll be no there'll be no cush like honeymoon period but it's gonna be boom straight away if we're not playing well we're gonna be on his back instantly I think and I think you'll literally see a drop off of numbers straight away if nothing's changed um so on to the next point I don't suppose we've got a lot to speak about on this because we don't really know the ins and outs of what's happened. Uh, but all the boardroom reshuffles at the moment, obviously with um, I can't this is terrible, really. I can't think what the name is of, of the the chairman that stepped down, um, Andrew Kilpatrick. Andrew that's Kilpatrick. the man. That's the man. Um, obviously, the appointment of interim chairman Andrew Kelly, and the the joining of Dan Altman, who'd obviously touted around the club in the summer. And said all these wonderful things that he wanted to do, and his um, his co partner, yeah. um, Emery Marcelli or something, I believe it is. Well, they'd said that they'd join the board, and then within two or three days, um, they're not joining the board. So uh, I'm not so sure what happened there. I don't know if you two want to add a little bit of insight into what you think's gone on. Um, uh, it's a funny ben, one. Like you said, you seem to be, you seem to show massive interest and in, like wanted to be on board with it all, and then. We got the statement saying they like put their offer on hold, and you, it's just like the lack of clarity. We've still not had any pro- 
transparent about it as well. It's just hard to make it. Like, oh, you said a lot of it's just assumptions, but it's hard without the character to actually make a comment on it all. It is. It's a tough one. Um, like I say, I suppose we don't really know a great deal. Uh, Travis? Like you said, we don't know enough going on. We don't know what's really happened, but I will say there does seem to be something... I don't know how to, how to describe it. I don't want to seem like there's something dodgy going on, but I've, we've never seen... The whole time I've been supporting Rockstar, we've had a very stable like ownership and like, chairman, board of directors. It's always been very stable. We had Chris Dunphy and we had the people below him. But then it seems like since he's he left a few years ago, it's like there's... It's been a bit strange, like, even there's, like, been times where people have been putting on Facebook that like, we're going to go for a protest, and that was probably about two years ago now. Like, there's been people saying this for years. Um, I'm not going to mention names, but there's some there's some few people that fans have a certain dislike to. I personally don't know the full reason behind it. I've not read too much into what's actually gone on with these people, but... There has been issues you can't you can't deny like and I think now with the chairman stepping down and then all this stuff with Dan Altman, Emery and Ma Shelley coming in, but they're not coming in. Like it's been all it's all up in the air at the minute. No one really knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, I suppose it's just one of those ones that we're gonna have to let just play out and, and see the eventuality of what ha- ends up happening. I'm sure it'll all become a little bit more clear though. So I'm sure we'll never know the full picture. Uh, but yeah, let's just hope it's all positive movements for the club. And you know, it, as I say, it just it, it impacts us in a positive way. Um, just want to touch on this. Not a massive one. Um, this is probably a yeah, well. This this will be a subject that's split between the, the fan. Well, it is. This, this is literally the question. The split. The split in the fan base. Um, that I, though I probably would say I've, I've, I've since since I've wrote these notes up for this podcast. It's probably swayed a bit more again, but at the time it was probably looking more a bit fifty-fifty. But now I'd probably say it's more of an eighty-thirty split. But yeah, what do you reckon? Um, I think there's still. I think over time it's slowly been getting the the, the split is slowly getting bigger and bigger. Because remember, even start of last season. When we were going to games, there was fans that would, um, there was fans that would boo and like start saying get it forward, get it forward, people. So with some of them, even going on the over a year ago now. So even then, there was a few people called for his head, and then it just carried on, especially this season. In like, I think when we lost to Stockport in the FA Cup, there was a lot of people saying to get a sack. And then, but those two obviously people defended him. And then even we got some a few good results in around Christmas time, New Year. So then some people yeah. got back on side. But I feel like the last month, two months, it's just gone. It's I don't think there's any coming back from a lot of fans now. Like they want him gone. I don't think a lot of people's mm. opinions will change. Um. I think the MK Johns game was a turning point for a lot of people. I think it went to about 50-50 then. But I think definitely the last... I think the Burton game was the biggest one for a lot of fans. Like It's definitely swayed a lot of Just people. Just before I move on to uh, Ben, I mean, like I say, I've tried to defend him as best I can and not defend him, that's not the right word. I've tried to 
Well, yeah, I suppose it is. I've tried to defend him, you know, and say, look, it, it has been tough for us. But I think I, I think these past few games, my patience has, has worn quite thin for him. And I, 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 I can't accept it anymore. I, I fully can't accept it. And, I, and this is just one little point I'm going to make before I move on to Ben. I think a big factor in what splits the fan base is, gen, is the generations of fans. Because you've got people who have lived in, you know, lived through the sixties and the seventies when we had like real hard. Well, the seventies definitely had the real hardship, and the club nearly well didn't exist. Um, I think someone like myself, and maybe, well, you, Travis, and and maybe maybe you to a degree, Ben. But we've seen. Well, all I've really known really yeah. with Rochdale is is good times. Um, um, I mean, mm-hmm. minus that one season where we got relegated and then maybe a half a season with John Coleman and then Keith came back and saved us. On a whole, I'd seen I'd seen good performances and, and a good team and I feel like that's the level of acceptance and that's where we should always strive to be. I understand that we're a smaller club and, you know, it's it's tough, but I want us to always just try and set the bar, set, set the, um, the bar high and, you know, try and really go as far as we can. I just don't like this tag that we always get. This, oh, we're, we're little old Rochdale and, you know, we can never be anything more and and all this and all that. I mean, you, you literally, like I say, you look back 10 years, final day of the season, uh, in the 10-11 season, we, we go to Bournemouth and we win. We, we win 1-0. Um, you know, I know they've just been relegated, but you, you're talking 10 years later, they're in the Premier League, you know. Who's to say we, who's to say we can't do that? This this insistence from the fan base that you know we're not we can't do that we can never aspire to be more. I, I, I think that's I think that's the most annoying thing about. I don't see as many people doing it now, but I've seen people on Twitter and on Facebook saying we yeah. we shouldn't we don't deserve this place in League One. We're too small for League One, but we've been in this league for seven years now. Like we're not here on on luck. Like we we deserve to be here. We don't stay in a league for seven years by luck. Like the last few seasons, we had some close years relegation, but before that, we was always fighting top half, fighting for the playoffs. And I just think it's unfair on a lot of players and just the club as a whole to say we shouldn't be here and that we deserve to be low down in League Two. Well, don't you know, Travis? Right. Did you call it the Rochdale Division League Two? Um, um, then, do you want to yeah, all just, that? It's going back to the kind of the aspiration thing. So, being like, like I said, being not a, a Rochdale supporter for such a long time, it seems to be me at, like aspiring to be a bigger team or for better things. It kind of seems to be snubbed out by the fans that have been watching it in like when they were awful. And it seems like they've come to the point where it's like, this is as good as it's going to get, uh, kind of accept it. And it's kind of snubbing out the fact that fans, especially the younger ones, aspire to be a bigger and better team. And like you said, other teams have done it. And it's like, why can't we do it? It seems to be like a split in the fan base where it's like, you need to accept we're a a League 2, League 1 team. It's not going to get better. Our fans wanting to actually move forward as a club. Because at the end of the day, a football team is meant to be the the goal is to be as successful as possible. And it's just some fans have come to terms to accept that this is possibly as good as it's going to get. No, yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> and I just, I, I don't really buy into that that, um, that yeah. expectancy that that's all we can aspire to be. I mean, 
the final point I'm going to make on 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 this this topic is I remember going into the final game of the of the sixteen seventeen season where we had a chance to make it to the playoffs and the board had actually written a letter out and posted it on social on the social media platforms about if the eventuality was that we got to the playoffs and, and we somehow and we got promoted to the championship how our finances would be managed and yeah. you know and all that going forward um, and there was a real aspiration back then you know that seemed that we were going in the right direction and we wanted to really try for it now obviously it didn't happen um but you know there was there was hope for it and that they wanted to move towards it i mean <laughs> since then we've we've never even come close to it yeah our form's not they've never been good enough but you know i feel like going forward regardless of you know if we if we do go down this seat if, if we do go down and we, we we are in league two next season we've got to try and get that mentality back that we've just got to keep, you know, pushing and, and, and try and hit the, the highest heights as possible because regardless of what people tell you, anything's possible in football. And that's I, I truly, truly believe that personally. So that actually does kind of roll into the, to the, to the, to the final point of the, uh, of the evening, um, which is preparing for the, the likelihood, well, which is, which is looking very likely, uh, uh, relegation. <laughs> The dreaded, the dreaded R word um, that we've not actually heard for, like I say, seven years. Uh, well, yeah. actually, I tell a lie, we probably heard it most seasons. But this seems like the, this, this, this seems like um, it's going to be the, the final nail in the coffin now. Um, um, yeah, I think then... after the last two games, I think a lot of the fan base has kind of accepted that we're going to get relegated this season. Um, it's just where, where do we go? Where in terms of how do we set up to prepare for? potential lead to football um do we risk changing management uh playing a different style or do we carry on with brian barry murphy um he knows the squad out most out of everyone um will our style of football potentially work in lead to which i don't think it will especially especially with the team we've got it's it's you want it to be a bounce back season straight down straight back up again but the way we've been playing it's it's just not looking good. Like we're going to be bottom half of League Two. I know some fans feel like a League Two season will do us good, but I feel like once we're down in League Two, we're going to struggle to get back up again. I definitely don't think we're going to be one of the big hitters uh, financially. We just can't. We, we can't compete. There's some yeah. big. Te- there's going to be some big teams in League Two next season. Uh, that's. I mean, this is if Bradford don't get promoted, Bradford will be in there. You can have Wigan, Wigan down in League Two with us. You know, you've got Salford big hitting money, uh, money side, and you know you've got some other relatively big. I mean, I think on a whole, even so, yeah. most teams in League Two are, bit, are bigger than us. Um, so going forward, it is, it is going to be tough, and I think this insistence on trying to play this style of football is, is really hard because I don't. I feel like if you haven't got the resources behind you to buy the best players to do this type of football, it's going to be very, very tough. And a lot of the pitches <laughs> in League Two are, are quite shocking. Um, uh, Travis, just to finish off on the night. Just, I agree with what Ben said, to be honest. Um, do we change manager? Do we risk it? Uh, I I personally would. I think I'd bring in a manager, try and maybe just scrape some wins together, get some on the form. So, win, but I can't so what you're saying is, you're like saying not preparing for the likelihood of relegation. You want us to try and fight it. I want us well, to try. Um, of course, I want us to at least try. I don't think we will. I highly doubt yeah. we'll actually go through and stack him. But I would like to see us at least give it, even if we give someone a little contract at the end of the season, 
to keep us up and see what we can do. But like you said, do we have the money for that? Who we don't know. Lots of people saying we don't. I'm not sure. But if we, I think we will go down. I, I think I am. A lot of people are resigned to it. Next season will definitely be a big struggle compared to some of the teams. Like you didn't even mention Bolton. They're well higher than us in terms of finances. There's teams that might not go up, like say Forest Green, Tranmere, Colchester. Teams like that just much bigger income, bigger size than us. And I don't know. I just I think it's a bit dramatic to say people saying we'll go straight down to non-league, straight down to national league, we'll get relegated. But I wouldn't be surprised if we were struggling at the bottom end if we do. I suppose it's an easy comparison to make just because they're so local to us, but I feel like we'll probably follow somewhat similar pattern to Oldham. Um, I feel like that's probably where where we're about. I mean, I'd like to hope we've got a little bit better um, management of 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 the club than what they have. The edge management's a bit crazy, but yeah, I mean... That's all, that's all I suppose we've really got to touch on tonight. I mean, it's it's been a a tough a tough dissection over the past few weeks and, and months and what's gone on. But it's it's been a pleasure to both have you on and, and give up your time to come and talk to us about the club. Um, as I say, we 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 hope we can do this every, on every uh, on on a weekly basis. It's just finding the topics we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, thank you, Ben, and and thank you, Travis. Um, and I hope you've all mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, fun. thank you, the pair, and um, I hope. I hope we all get you all back on uh, in the future. And I hope we get all the people 100%. back and listen to the podcast again sometime. Thank you, Tom. See you later, lads. Yep. Cheers.